You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Welcome to the Leaders Lab Podcast, where we unpack lessons from great leaders across all walks of life and turn them into actionable advice to help you on your own leadership journey. I'm your host, Ken Eslick, and today we're going to welcome back my personal coach, Rich Waterman. Rich is a former European head of derivative structuring for JP Morgan Chase. He's an NLP trainer, which stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, as well as a senior trainer, trainer for Robbins Research International. So I've asked Rich to come back. I'm not going to do his full bio right now because we're going to have Rich in here for a few sessions. You know, we talk a lot on the Leaders Lab to people about their own journeys, what comes up from a mindset standpoint. And if you guys have been listening, you're hearing really similar patterns, things like, you know, what is their belief system? What is their identity? We talk about identity a ton in here. And what Rich and I are going to start with is the six human needs, because, you know, I think that's the foundation for understanding mindset. So Rich, welcome back to the Leaders Lab. Nice to see you, buddy. Nice to see you again, Ken. Really, really pleased to be here. Awesome, awesome. I so, yeah, I'm just really looking forward to unpacking some of this with you. It's going to be uh, going to be a lot of fun, I think. For sure. So, you know, when we're talking about the six human needs, Rich, you know, I know what I learned when I first heard about them. You know, is there's six of them. We all have them, and we all have them in different order. Can you talk to me about maybe what are the six human needs? Yeah. So I first came across Six Human Needs, Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within event, and then he kind of builds on it through other events that he does. And it's fundamental six things that drive us and motivate us and, and kind of explain sometimes why we do some of the things that we do. And it's not always necessarily positive stuff. It also can be other things that we have, like addictions and things that are explained by the human needs. So very simply, Tony talks about there being kind of four core needs which are certainty and variety as a pair and significance and love and connection as a pair. And then there being two more juicy needs. And like the four needs will always meet. The two juicy needs, as I call them, we won't necessarily always meet, but we'll probably talk about my, more in a second why that's important, and that's growth and contribution. So these are the things we're going to be looking out for in terms of our behavior patterns and knowing that actually what we're trying to do as human beings is kind of crave meeting these needs and that kind of explains a lot of our drivers in life thanks for that rich and when you went through that the first time i know that for me it was kind of an eye-opener was it for you as well like when you because again like rich is saying we all have these needs but the way that we behave every day kind of prioritizes or tells us where we're prioritizing these needs and so when i had to really break it down once i understood it I had a couple that boiled up to the top for me. But before we get into that, Rich, what were they for you and, and were you surprised by it? So I'm grinning. So we chatted about this a little bit before, but the two that showed up for me and it was a bit of an eye opener was how high my needs have become for certainty and significance. We're, there's nothing wrong with them right. as in terms of needs. And we'll probably unpack the kind of the positive side of it. But basically, if you're not careful, particularly in Western society, you can start to chase excessive amount of certainty control structure repetition and significance i mean it is the whole sort of media and culture is this need to feel important and making sure that you know everyone recognizes you're important and it's kind of like there's nothing wrong with significance in itself like feeling unique basically it's very important need but 
if you're not careful, you fall into this trap of constantly chasing more of it and, and chasing this external recognition, which actually is not really in your control. And it, I think I've been seeing your view on it, Ken, but for me, that was torture. Like having certainty and significance high up was a lot of stress, a lot of tension, a lot of torture, really. Yeah. And yeah, not a very pleasant thing to become aware of, but I'm very grateful that I then had the opportunity to do something with it. Yeah, it's funny how I find a lot of guys are our age that, you know, were in business or own businesses that, you know, the idea, I think, when you're a male, and maybe this goes for females too in the workforce, but I can only speak from my own experience, but early on, maybe that was okay. Like, I want to make something of myself. I want to build this big business. I want to make lots of money. And, and that sounds sometimes bad, but if you didn't grow up with money, maybe that's an okay thing, right? You want to provide for your family or whatever it is. You know, we always come back. We've had so many stories on here about people that have made money and then not had fulfillment, you know, or hit these different levels of achievement and then not had fulfillment. And I think it's it really comes back to these needs that our guest last week, Naz, who I think you know from the Tony Robbins environment, you know, we were talking about it and it's that chase, you know, that, that you were just speaking of too, Rich, where it's like, if you're always on the chase, then how can you ever be appreciative even of what you've got? Because it's never enough, right? There's always something more. You've always got to get more. And, you know, I think for our young go-getters out there that are listening to it, to this, by all means, don't drop your standards. Don't quit wanting more. I, I guess the advice I would give anybody is just to try to enjoy the journey along the way and figure out which needs are being displaced. So I had the same two. I don't remember which order. I'm guessing it was significance because God, I wanted attention. I really did, Rich. Like I remember one time I was up for a VP spot and I didn't get it. And I remember going to my boss because I think it was a budgetary issue. Like I definitely had the resume for it. And I was like, I don't care about the raise. I said this. I said, I don't care about the raise. I want the title. I mean, I said that clearly. Like sometimes we think stuff like wow. that. I was like, just give me the title. And I'm like, who cares about the title? You know, really? I mean, you know, but but I really, really did then. And so so that was an eye opener. So all right, let's talk about some of the other and so that's significance. Where does certainty blend in with that? Yeah, so and I think it's really important. You made a very good point there about, you know, young energy, you know, young adults, you're trying to establish yourself and create your own rhythms and patterns and being your own person. That's great, right? So if we look at certainty in particular, like you've got to look, it's, you can't give any of the human needs a bad rap because right. we need all of them and, and, it, and some will be more important to us than others, right? But fundamentally, you know, a lot of Tony Six human needs are some sort of similarities to work by Maslow. And this whole certainty thing is, that, do you know what? You need structure in your life. You need somewhere that feels like home. You need something where that's comfortable and safe because you need right. that kind of that anchor, that foundation. So the brain feels comfortable enough to then go off and explore and do all these other amazing things. So I think where it becomes an issue is where we have too much certainly too much repetition too much neat often shows up as control and and you and i both know with guys like you know what at our best with this protector this knight in shining armor and then you go to the dark side of it and it becomes control like you need to control everything in your own life but also sometimes the lives of others as well right. and that's where it can get potentially pretty pretty toxic both for you your loved ones around you so yeah, yeah I, th I think there's that, 
I think there's that base level mm. of it that we have to have, right? So like we want certainty mm. to know that like when I show up, my house will still be there, right? Like like it's not I can pay the bills this month, whatever. You know, I, I mean there's a certain amount of certainty, you know, my relationship is stable and I know that my family will be there for me, right? So there's some of that that's healthy. I think with both of these, you know, one common thread so far has been whenever you're on the pursuit of something a little too hard, instead of just bringing it in, it seems to become a problem, right? Like if I'm chasing significance, possibly an issue. If I'm chasing certainty, if I'm always trying to make yeah, yeah. everything the way I want it. And since this is kind of a Tony themed lesson here, mm. you know, his old quote is the quality of your life is equal to the amount of uncertainty you can comfortably deal with. I might be misquoting that a tiny bit, but mm. the point is the same. And it is because life is full of uncertainty, right? So on one hand, you know, for all my certainty freaks, if they're like, well, what's wrong with, you know, not wanting to know, you know, wanting to know that everything's going to be a certain way each time and checking my boxes and nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Again, like Rich is saying, nothing wrong with any of these needs. The problem is if you hold it too tight, then where's the room for variety? Where's the room for spontaneity? Where's the room for rolling with the punches when something doesn't go your way, right? And things are always not going to go exactly the way we thought they were going to go. So yeah, it's a balance. Okay. So let's move to some of the others. What do you want to tackle next? How about love and connection? So okay, so yeah, so love, love and connection is an interesting one, right? So it's it in if you look at it, it would appear to be kind of the opposite end of the spectrum to significance. So significance is I want to feel unique, I want to be valued for my difference, and that's really important, by the way. You know, you look at elite sports teams, for example, a lot of the members of the team are different because you need their different qualities, right? And then with love and connection, you've got this really strong sense of belonging of you know it's not it's not just about you it's about us and as human beings we have a really really strong hard drive for that because from a you know i did biology at university so there's a very strong primal instinct coming back from sort of caveman cave women days where actually you know the ones that survived were those that formed tribes or groups and so your chance of survival and passing your genes on to future generations were to be part of a group so there's a very sort of hardwired those that survived that had a hardwired instinct to i want to belong in a group i want to be loved by the group i want to be valued by the group and obviously even taking that too far that pursuit so you can start to crave love you can start to demand love you can get lost in belonging you know, you can lose your uniqueness and significance so there isn't like there's always a flip side to the coin. Like you know, you've got this kind of uh, in, in the UK we call it seesaw. I think in the, in the states you call it a teeter totter, which is, you know, obviously the more significance you get, the more uniqueness, the less love and connection you're going to have, and vice versa. Like the more love and connection you have, the less significance you're going to get. And I think it's really important for people to realise that your balancing point is going to be unique to you, right? And also your balancing point might change over time. And your balancing point might even change depending on particular circumstances as well. Right. And I think, I mean, it's a massive generalization and I'm very happy for people to call me out on it. But from my observations is I think feminine energy is more natural. I'm not saying it's always women, but feminine energy is more naturally seems to be aligned to love and connection. There's that mm -hmm. nurturing, gathering, supporting energy. And male energy seems to be a little bit more pushed towards significance, uniqueness. I'm important. You know, right. that's that type of thing. Yeah, it's a bit, you know, some people are going to 
argue with that, but that's just an observ- a general observation that I've seen that there's this kind of slight tendency towards one or the other. Yeah, and I think uh, you know it's all of it makes sense in the rearview mirror now, right? Like now that I understand it, you know, and I think that's why I wanted to explain it to the audience because we talk about these things so much. So, but but it is it's funny because so go, going back and you and I a few right. years ago, maybe a decade ago, whatever it was, and looking at it and going, okay, significance is up there. I want to be a VP no matter what, like that kind of thing, and mm-hmm. and then put certainty with it and stack those, and then go. Well, if those are getting stacked and all of my time and attention is being spent trying to be significant, trying to be in control, trying to have certainty in my life, then what is happening to love? Well, it certainly isn't one of the top two because those spots are are taken pretty strongly, right? So at best, it's it's in third position and it wasn't for me. And so what happens is your relationships aren't doing that great. You're not feeling very connected. We're hardwired, like you're saying, to caveman days to be connected. So when you look at this recipe for being unfulfilled, even though you've been mm-hmm. successful on paper, it makes a hell of a lot of sense. When you just look at this, it's like, well, yeah, if all of your time is spent on activities involving you, your stature, your control, who you are, even though you thought that was the game plan, the game plan was maybe make X amount of dollars or have so much in the bank equals mm. success or you know whatever whatever yes. your blueprint was. Then you get there and you go, this doesn't feel good at all, because probably at the time you hit it, again, unless someone's really well balanced, you've pushed these other needs aside. So interesting. Okay, so so uncertainty, I'll just touch on real quick because it's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty yeah. simple. Uncertainty is a need for variety. So while we want to know that the, you know, again, that the bills are paid and the heat's not going to go off at night, we also don't want to eat a tuna fish sandwich every day for lunch for a year, right? Exactly. It, it gets boring. And so we have a, a need to shake things up. We have a need to travel. We have a need for adventure. Everybody has that. You, you will sometimes see people when they stifle that need, again, usually in favor of certainty, they mm. become kind mm. of, you hear terms like set in their ways, you know, they don't like to come out of their own little world a lot. So then we move on to the needs of, I've also heard them referred to as needs of the spirit, right? Kind of the, the good ones, which are growth and contribution. Do you want to touch on those? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think, so this is interesting because you know, I, when I first heard the six human needs, obviously the natural thing, attorney says, you know, you're always going to meet certainty variety significance love and connection in some way but you won't necessarily always meet growth and contribution so i i immediately focused on the first four the core four and then kind of thought oh, i'll get around to the growth and contribution bit but for me like growth is one of my biggest drivers like trying new and it has a phenomenal impact on the quality of your life because what i then started to think of as well as kind of certainty and uncertainty being paired and significance and love and connection being paired well, actually, growth is actually really closely linked to the certainty and uncertainty seesaw or teeter-totter. Because if you're experiencing a lot of growth, you're by, by, by nature experiencing a lot of variety because you're trying out new things, you're expanding horizons, you're pushing outside your comfort zone. So it's, it, in many ways, growth is also the opposite of certainty. Because particularly as, as you know, again, you and I are both, both men, right? So we we're very familiar with do the things that you know you're good at and then you'll be really good at it and valued. So then that's why certainty and significance are linked because I know I'm good at this. Right. Expert expert in my field kind of mentality, right? Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just Mm -hmm. you don't want to overplay it because 
Otherwise, you just get stale. And and what, what I think growth, what I love about growth is growth stimulates. For me, it was one of the reasons why you know I took up a, a sport, and became an international player at it, was because I like the challenge of like, okay, what resources have I got that maybe I've not been using much mm-hmm. at this point that I can pull in that's going to enable me to grow into this. And actually, as well, there's a very healthy energy associated with growth, which is the willingness to be bad at something initially and then then the discipline of working at it so it's almost like you're you're embracing insignificance by choosing growth because you know look you know what the first time you go stand up paddle boarding or the first time you try and play soccer or kick a ball or throw a ball or whatever you're probably going to suck at it and actually right. i think that's a very healthy energy to go do you know what i'm going to start from the beginning i'm, I'm okay with not been good at it because I've never done it before. And equally, I'm going to find mentors or training or I'm going to find routines, things that I can apply myself to that's going to enable me to grow. And that's exciting. That's that's like, for me, is like everything, really. And that's why it's my second favorite need. And yeah. <laughs> you know what my first one is. So, probably going to so, talk about that in a second. so Rich is a big fusion guy. One thing I didn't read as part of this, but Rich dedicates his time to a movement called Be the Difference Today. Focuses on su- successful individuals and business teams being the difference through contribution and service. Rich works with business leaders and their business to transform their culture, profits, and ultimately the quality of So... You know, you can find out more about this through Rich, but yeah, Rich is a huge contribution guy, really known for that in the Tony Robbins community. So touch on that need if you could, Rich, and what that what that means to you. Yeah. So I when I first came into the Robbins environment, I think if you said contribution to me, I would think it was charity. It was like mm-hmm. yeah, just giving money and doing doing the right thing type thing. Yeah, I realized very, fairly quickly that was not the case. So again, we've got Apparently, these two needs are set outside the other four, growth, but then I've already talked about it's linked to variety, certainty, and significance to a certain extent. Contribution, for me, is really closely linked to love and connection, which is, do you know what? I, it's important for me to be in a good place so then I can help others or be of value to others to be in a, be in a good place too. And that's very closely linked to love and connection, which is, do you know what? I'm aware of the needs of others and it's important for me to be of use in them being in a good place now so that's very much the opposite end now to significance because you know it's not about me it's about we and what's great is when you really focus on contribution and generally gen- genuinely being of service to others and that's one of the reasons why my coach is just that you know it's not like people are broken or lost just that you know sometimes it's just useful to talk about things with another person mm-hmm. but i get massive significance from that in a really good way. It's what I call earned significance. I'm not chasing it. Someone says, I oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You, you know, literally transformed my day and my life, whatever. And I'm like, wow, that was not my intention. My intention was to serve you or serve a group of people. It just happens to be that you get this payoff. So that so this is why, you know, I I think, even though the four the four human needs that we mentioned of certainty, variety, significance, love, and connection are apparently the core needs. For me, actually, my two core needs are contribution and growth. If I'm focusing on really serving and helping people and genuinely unselfishly doing that, that is nearly always pretty appreciated. If it's not, you might be serving the wrong people. But for you to contribute effectively, you've got to grow because like, this is a very dynamic situation. Love and connection is a very dynamic situation because there's a lot of 
people involved. So it's, by nature, there's a lot of variety involved as well. So if you start hitting contribution hard, you're going to grow yourself and you're going to feel good about it. So you get growth and you feel good about it. So you're going to get significance. You're helping others. So you're going to get a huge amount of love and connection. But the nature of doing that it is not predictable in a, in a wonderful way. So you get a lot of a lot of variety or uncertainty from it. And actually, I now know if I go out and help people unselfishly using the gifts from universe, God, whatever you want to talk about, I have a great certainty of what that's going to do for others and also how it's going to feel for me. So I end up hitting all my six human needs by focusing on contribution. It just took me a little while to realize that. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's cool. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> I think when we, and that is one thing I want to touch on. I don't want to go too deep yeah. on it during this session, but okay. So we've got yeah. all these needs now. You and I both went yeah. from this significant certainty to a growth and contribution. Love is up there for me too, love and connection. Mm. But growth mm. and contribution, I just retook. Chloe Madonna's has a online test nice. that's free. And I'll put it in the show notes so that you guys that are listening, if you want to figure out like what are my human needs right now, you can actually take this assessment and find out in like five or 10 minutes for free. As Rich said earlier, does that mean like that's how I'm wired forever? I'm just going to be like this significance mm -hmm. freak? Not at all. Like like we all have these. We yeah. all lean towards different ones at different times. But the other thing I just want to touch on quickly is that we all also use different vehicles to get what we want. So, you know, yeah. to have our yeah. needs met, for example. And I don't know if this is scientifically proven or not, but I have heard Tony and some other people say that if you find something that's hitting at least three of your needs on a consistent basis – there's a very good chance yeah. it's going to become a habit. So this could be a good or a bad thing, right? If someone loves drinking alcohol and the reason that they drink alcohol is for connection and nothing wrong with that, right? Getting together with friends and stuff like that. But then it also, maybe they feel some level of significance, get, I don't know, tough guy complex when they drink. I don't know. But, exactly. and then it's uncertain, right? Because you never know what's going to happen if we get wasted, right? So boom, 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 yeah, yeah. Like, like that has the potential to be a bad vehicle, not knocking it if that's someone's choice, I'm just saying. But so does yes. yoga. Let's use yoga as the same example. Okay, I yeah. get to connect with my people. I'm moving my body. Mm -hmm. It feels good. It's good for me. It's good for the people around me. I'm not hurting anybody. I'm filling all the same needs, right? And so people can get hooked on yoga. Yeah. They can get hooked on drugs or alcohol. You know, it's, it's their choice. So I think we have to look at not only the order of our needs, but again, the vehicles that we're using to get it. Significance, going back to that one, in the past, I used personal achievement and or financial mm -hmm. achievement to get significance. Mm -hmm. And I chase it, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Now significance comes in the form, like you said, of contribution, not chasing it at all. And yet, I feel a lot more significant than I did then. I think the reason significance was at the top of my list is because I was significance depleted. I felt insignificant. So, you know, if I feel unloved, I'm going to chase love. If I feel insignificant, I'm going to chase significance. And I'm not trying to get all hippy dippy about it, but I don't feel like the universe reciprocates in that way. I feel like it's an energetic thing that if I'm chasing love, chances are love's probably not going to find me in the way that I want it to, right? If I'm chasing significance, I'm, I'm probably not going to get significance in the way I want. If I can lead with contribution, I got to tell you, one of the best ways to get out of a current mindset is to figure out what you can do for other people. Like in your worst moment, figure out who you can help or how you can serve someone else. 
And it just takes your mind completely off your problems and, and puts you in a new space. So anything else to close out the human needs, Rich? Yeah, I just wanted to reiterate what you just said there. So I often work with people that are quite badly depressed. And sometimes that is biochemical and needs help. But often it is a, a, an excessive chasing of stuff that is about you. Like it's, an in, it's an internal disease. So if you can start to focus on helping others by nature it just seems like the depression lifts and your point about the addiction thing is really important so this is why i love the human needs which is once you can start to identify vehicles that you use whether it's gym whether it's alcohol whether some people are in gangs or smoking or eating sugar or whatever it is once you can identify what needs you're hitting with those behaviors as long as you can find something else that's good for you that hits them at a higher level then you can dip, displace that behavior. This is why people struggle to lose weight or stop smoking or stop drinking or whatever their choice is because they are taking away ways of meeting needs and not replacing them with something else. So I'd rather come in with something really powerful and good that just pushes it out. It's like, I just don't need that anymore. Such so, a good point. Yeah, that's and, kind of my final thoughts on it. Yeah. Yeah, we could do a whole deep dive on that because <laughs> no, it is so important that that if you're gonna if you're gonna take something away, what you have to recognize if you have a a vehicle that's maybe not serving you is mm. it was serving something. It was helping to meet a need. Yes. So you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. So you got to go, even if it's, let's say you have a food addiction and you go, what am I accomplishing by this? Oh, it gives me comfort. It gives me certainty. It might even give you love and connection if you like to cook for your family or eat with your family or whatever. Yes. If you immediately pull it away, your personality and your spirit will go, I need that. I, I miss that. You know, yes. that's my love and connection. Yes. And so- yeah, absolutely. You've got to find a different a different way to meet that need. So thanks so much, Rich. We're going to do a bunch of these coaching sessions with Rich over mm. the next few weeks and months. So thanks again for being here, Rich. Thanks everyone for being here in the Leaders Lab. We'll put a link to both Rich's website as well as that six human needs test in the show notes. And we'll see you guys next week in the Leaders Lab. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.